Travel first. They've finally done what I've been wanting to do for years. They've dropped Chris in the middle of the ocean and left him there. Now, he's on a big ship, 5,000 people, ovation of the seas, and boy, oh, boy, have we been hearing some stories. The biggest story of the lot is that horrible, horrible shirt that he's wearing. <laughs> Where the heck does that come from, Christopher Coleman? This, this is a genuine Hawaiian shirt, my friend. It is a genuine Hawaiian shirt with a map of Hawaii and made in Hawaii. And tonight is White Night on board the Ovation of the Seas, and this is my white shirt, so I shall be resplendent Sorry, Fright this. Night, is it? Fright Night? Uh, Frighten small white children? Night. White Night, thank you very yes, much. Yes, of course it is, yes. Yeah. Now, this ship that you are on, with that many people, if you want time to yourself or you want to be away from people, apart from being in your cabin, where is there public space to do things? There's lots of public space, and I thought I'd actually share a couple of the clever design features with you uh, today. Uh, in amongst the, the one of the lift wells, there are two lift wells, uh, one, one towards the rear of the ship and one towards the front of the ship. In, it, it, at the rear lift well, they have glass-sided elevators as well as another couple further out. But on the glass-sided elevators, above the glass-sided elevators, if you wish... Uh, you can check this out from above. You can actually stand on a glass platform and watch as the lifts move up and down, literally beneath your feet. Now, there are some people who don't like this idea and uh, they will not go on that glass platform for love nor money. Me, I think it's fascinating. I stood there for about 20 minutes before I started getting the video here, just trying to watch the, watch the patterns of the lift. And occasionally, people will walk through as very very small ants underneath you as well. So that is so this uh, is the one equivalent of, the of plane spotting, right? This is like plane uh, spotting, is it? <laughs> in in some ways, yes. In some ways, it is very similar to that. That you, you're looking at something that is considerably bigger. You're seeing it much further away at, at a small distance. Um, so that is one of the one of the, the, the very clever design features. There's something else I'm going to talk about a bit later on uh, on this cruise, where you really can get away from it all, and that is, it's the North Star Observation Deck. Now, the North Star Observation Deck literally takes you off the ship, and it takes you off the ship by about 50 metres. When you are, at, when it is fully extended, you're nearly 100 metres above sea level, uh, wow. which is about twice as high as the ship. So uh, that's like you're a only hook. in there with a handful of people. It is, well, sort of, yes, sort of. Right, so, uh, but yes, I mean, is, in um, other words, not only do they drop you into the ocean, uh, they actually you go a long way up you and it above the ocean, very slowly, and then literally. take you back down to what? the shore. So hang on, is it like walking the plank? I'm still trying to picture what you're talking about. It, 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 you, you, you climb up a set of stairs, you walk into a, into a large gondola, it then goes up and out, and then up and around, and then back down. Uh, and at its, at its maximum height, it is listed in the Guinness Book of Records oh, wow. as the highest observation platform on a cruise ship. Um, you can do it. Yeah, I can see that now. As many times yeah, okay. as you like during the course of the cruise. Yeah, it looks pretty funky. Very, very good. Okay, uh, it, so, it's kind of like sometimes on buildings when you go up really high, you can step out from the building yes. because they build a little bit of a platform. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Now I'll share a little bit more about that later on uh, in the voyage. But there are other okay. things that, uh, that, uh, that that have 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 caught me. And you, you talked about getting lost earlier. Uh, you can also mm. get lost for time on board a cruise ship. It's very very easy to, especially a cruise like this, which is nineteen nights from start to finish, and we cross the international date line somewhere in there as well. So they very helpfully, when you go into the lifts, they have a large <laughs> tile on the floor that tells you what day it is, whether that's Wednesday or whether that is uh, Friday. Uh, uh, so there is obviously someone who has the job of having to go around and change 
change the tile. So hang on, hang on. Can I play funny buggers and play with your mind and put the wrong day there? That'd be good. They, they probably could, but I don't think it would be recommended. I hope they remember when we cross the international date line, which I think is Thursday of this week. So I'll, I'll come back to you with a... Uh, uh, with with a with a with a, with a status update. Yeah, so they've got the, they've well. got the day, but the, but they have the time. Uh, they do have the time. Time is very much um, uh, an illusion on on, on this ship. But uh, um, there are there are clocks in various places, uh, and um, um, you, you do come to rely on your watch. You also rely on the and, and we're going we're going off script now. But let's go off script. Uh, you also wind up relying on if I can show you this, the Royal Caribbean app. Uh, now the Royal Caribbean app is very, very clever. So that I don't know whether you can see that at all because it's no, very it's a hard bit to shiny, pick up. But... Yeah, that the the app for instance. So that tells you that we're currently in Maria in French Polynesia, and if you want to know where you're going to be in various days, uh, I will demonstrate this more fully at a later stage. But it does have uh, your at sea days, your destinations, and so on. It has a list of restaurants, a list of bars uh, in there as well, and it does have tucked away the, the point I was getting to was, uh, no, again, you've got no hope of reading that up there in the top no. corner. It does have the actual ship time, so you you know more I've or less to, where you I are. I wanted to ask you about this, though, because most of the time you're sailing at night, aren't you? So is, is it dark when you, you take off, so to speak, when the, when the boat pulls out of its mooring and then you you sort of, when you wake up in the morning, you're somewhere else? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, it, it very much depends on where you are sailing uh, to and from. On this ship, there's a lot of sea days where we are just sailing 24 hours a day. Like it was uh, days two, three, four, five, and six were nonstop at sea days. So, Got it. Uh, yeah, but, but when you when you are on a on a more conventional cruise that that goes from port to port, uh, yeah, you'll you'll sail out from a port anything between you know, six in the evening and and midnight, depending on where you are and how long the journey is to the next day. For instance, we sail from Moria, where we are now, to Papaiti in Tahiti in a couple of days' time, it's about 30 nautical miles. It's not a long cruise. So I would imagine we'll probably leave at some time after midnight and we'll arrive there at 3 in the morning and people will be able to start getting off the ship uh, as the sun rises in French Poly- in the other part of French Polynesia uh, that we are visiting. How are you finding back- the sleeping, Chris? How are you find- I mean, in terms oh. of the waves and all that stuff. It's fabulous. It's it's like being really? in the womb. You get rocked to sleep oh. in a very, very dark, very, very quiet, temperature-controlled environment. It, it is absolutely fabulous. Uh, but let's get back to something else clever that they've done with, uh, with, with space on board this ship. Now, on many cruise ships, there are sporting facilities, okay? Mm-hmm. O- on board here, there is a full-size basketball court. Oh, but wow. it's But it's not just a basketball court they use it for many other things uh, they can divide it down the middle and uh, and have a, have an indoor soccer court on it uh, i've seen pickleball which is some weird us version of tennis being played mm-hmm. but also so, they use it for so it's a multi-use space basically for sporting endeavor in particular it is a multi-use space for sporting stuff but also for other entertainment for instance it is um, occasionally used for uh, roller skating so it, oh. it it is a it is a large roller skating rink, uh, but as the man once said when trying to sell steak knives, but wait, there's more, uh, because it is also used as a dodgem car track. Oh wow! I used to love dodgem cars. Fantastic. Okay. 
It, oh, you're going to show us some pictures. Uh, uh, beautiful. Uh, again, for anyone Papa watching cards. on the video, if I can mm-hmm. get this to work, it doesn't want to play nice we for can, me at the minute. No, it doesn't matter, but we can see what they are anyway. Oh, yeah, that, that goes back to childhood. Love it. Okay. Gee. There we go. So and how many dogs Here it is. With, with, uh, there were 10 on the track the, 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 the last time I went to use. There are a few more than that. On busier days, they would be able to wheel out a few more. I think they're actually using them a little bit more sparingly on this cruise because it is a, a, a long cruise. Uh, but, yeah, as you can see, sizable area. That is a full-size basketball yeah. court. But, yeah, it, it also is a very, very serviceable Dodgem car track. And if you're wondering, do people take the Dodgem cars very seriously? My word, they do. They'll actually get into into the full-on multi-car collisions there. So if you've ever wanted to be involved right. in a multi-car collision while at sea, you can do that as well, my friend. Oh, that I, that that's impressed me. Okay, good stuff. So what, what other forms of entertainment are there in terms of what you can do, apart from sort of gastronomy, where I, I know you excel, but well, we'll beyond that? talk about food. Yeah, we'll talk about food in in, in the next episode. Uh, there is a there is a very large theatre at the front of the ship that uh, again I'll talk about some of the entertainment that's been that's been on uh, in a few days' time because we're about to have a changeover entertainers here in in French Polynesia where some of the people who've cruised from Hawaii will leave the ship and other entertainers will come on board. Uh, but there is also another area at the back of the ship, the Cafe Two Seventy, which has a very high tech show called Pixels Cabaret. Now, we're booked into that very late in the cruise, but I promise I'll tell you about that. But I, I'm, I'm assured that the value of the digital component in the Pixels Cabaret actually costs more than the first ship Royal Caribbean had back when it was first founded. So that gives you an idea, which just some when? of the idea of the entertainment, which was uh, about 50 years ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, but, uh, and... Um, uh, it's um, it does just goes to show the that how seriously the entertainment is now taken on cruise ships. But, but there's unexpected entertainment as well, isn't there? Uh, yes, there is unexpected entertainment, and sometimes, uh, uh, and this is probably where we go full circle. We're going to go back to the lifts again because the the one place I don't think you would ever expect to get proper entertainment is live music in a lift. Now we've all heard about elevator music, yeah? Of course. Well, uh, if I was to say uh, on board on this cruise, there has been elevator music with a difference, um, and, and it seriously is elevator music with a difference, let's just go to this. From time to time, you turn up in the lift, and there is a piano player in there with his tip jar playing hits on request, of course, shortened versions because you've only got 12 or 13 floors at, at the most to travel. In the elevator, he's he's playing for tips. I love it. Wow. <laughs> so hang on. Hang on. Are we, are we, I mean, if you're only going one floor, he's got about three bars before you moved from one floor to the next. Yeah, there are people, believe it or not, and these ladies in particular, they were uh, in the lift for probably five minutes before I got in there. And they stayed in there for a considerable amount of, amount of time afterwards, as as our as our piano playing friend was having fun there. And we'll actually upload the video with sound a little bit separately later on because if um, yeah, it, what a hoops. It, it, it is worth hearing. Um, but he'll he will play songs, he will play requests, and he provides some great entertainment. And that's one of the things about cruising, Alex. Sometimes you'll walk around the corner or jump into a lift. And you'll get a surprise because you'll get something you just didn't think was possibly going to happen. And that's just part of life on board. Wow. 
Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines Ovation of the Seas, and we're bringing it all to you via Voom, the fastest internet at sea here on Travel First. That is sensational. We'll catch you next time. Folks, listen out for more of Chris's bawdy and brilliant adventures. You've been listening to Travel First. Available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio or your favourite podcast player. You can also stream on demand at Bytes.com. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.